Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dragon Talk. I am Greg Tito, and I am joined uh, by who are you? My name is Shelley. Hi, Shelley. Hi. Nice how are to you? meet you. Nice to meet you too. Where did you Her- come from? Um, Binghamton, New York. I love that place. Mm-hmm. That's where magic happens. Yeah. Not D and D. No, <laughs> magic. The Gathering started there. <laughs> Wait, now you're just making up rumors. Now you're like, that's where it was founded uh, in 1992. That's where Richard Garfield first had the idea. He was like, this place is so boring. What I need is a quick, fast-paced card game that I can play anywhere, and mostly he, in between my D&D games. And thus Magic was born. Yes. We'll be telling more stories like that for the 25th Not anniversary true. of Magic the Gathering. Yes. Over the next. No, this is the Dungeons & Dragons podcast, and we have two oh, amazing I guests totally who are... in the wrong room. Be- oh, you are. Well, that's right. you got to come back later. Um, we have uh, Mr. Uh, Todd Kenrick and Adam Bradford Woo-hoo! from Curse in the House. How's it going? Good. <laughs> this is going to be the this best interview be ever. This is going to Corbin Dallas this whole thing. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what his problem is. It's great. <laughs> it's great. It's always great. Good. <laughs> uh, well, we're glad you guys are here. Excited to talk more about what uh, D&D Beyond is coming up next for you guys uh, uh, and all that stuff. I, I hear there's some announcements you're going to yeah. be announcing. Breaking yeah. news. Breaking news. Well, Breaking news. On Dragon Talk. Can you give us a hint to start here in this intro? Yeah. Like, where's my phone? That, that's the hint you get. Oh, get it? It's think about it. it. It's we're about gonna call someone. I think we're gonna call your mom and exactly. find out uh, what's going that's on. What mobile phones actually do yeah. is they call people right. instead of just text <laughs> and phone. slash phone. whatever else. What are you like from like the dark ages of <laughs> 2011? You actually call people. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, so we will be uh, doing our interview uh, with these guys in just a little bit. So they are free to jump in and talk whenever you want to when we go through and talk about all the fun stuff, uh, including what's going on with D&D Beyond. Maybe you guys have something to add to that. Uh, but uh, Neverwinter Lost City of Omu is out on PC right now. You can check it out. It is the ending of their Tomb of Annihilation arc of storyline uh, for the end game. It's really cool stuff. They uh, uh, have the city of Omu uh, and the actual um, God. What's the temple underneath there? The uh, uh, temple of the lost gods, uh, lost trickster gods, yep. uh, is is able to be played in that there if you are at the right uh, uh, levels and ready to get into it. But Neverwinter is a fun game. You should check it out. It's at playneverwinter.com is the best way to learn more about it. Uh, new content comes out on PC first, but then it's out on PS4 and Xbox directly after, uh, or usually a few weeks after. So. Jump in, uh, get in. It's a great way to get into the content of uh, what's going on in Dungeons and Dragons storylines. Yes. Uh, they've been in tandem with us for for a long time, so uh, I'm really excited about uh, getting in. And uh, I gotta get it on the um, uh, the Xbox. Yeah, get in on that. Get in on this new uh, new stuff when that comes out in the next couple of weeks. Morning, Canaan's Tome of Foes is. Announced and coming out May 29th. It will be available everywhere uh, with a standard cover, uh, but there is also an alternate cover you can only get in your local game stores on May 18th. It's pretty cool stuff. That's uh, awesome. We're talking about lots of lore and other things that are in uh, Morning's Kingdom of Tomophos in our segments, as well as uh, doing some more interviews and stuff like that uh, coming down the pipe. But we got lots of previews, lots of fun stuff to, to talk about in the next few weeks uh, because. May 29th is not that far away, really. I mean, no. it feels far away when Sadly, I'm talking about it now. No, it's March. But it's March. We have April and then it's May. And then all of you know, it, it's out of the dark. Yep. It's crazy. Um, so we'll uh, give you guys more information about that in the next couple of coming weeks. Uh, 
and uh, uh, we're excited about it. Uh, Warriors of Waterdeep, we announced. Did you know about this? It's a mobile game, speaking of, of hints. What? Huh? It's a mobile game uh, developed by Ludia, or being developed by Ludia right now, uh, where you can get like uh, oh, yeah. uh, okay. uh, quests from uh, Laryl Silverhand, the open lord of Waterdeep, as well as Mert the Moneylender, Dernan from uh, the <gasps> Yawning Portal. Yawning Portal. Yeah. I would take you can shop. from him. You can shop from him. Um, but it's a, a turn-based uh, kind of tactical uh, RPG, uh, sending your 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 party out uh, and uh, kind of a, like a lane fighter, like you can you know fight right ahead. Or there's different powers that you can do that can go from different sides and like cool. or like sweep across the lane, that kind of stuff. Uh, looks really fun. Uh, they're in uh, alpha development right now. They'll be getting into the beta pretty soon, so should be coming in the next uh, couple of months. Pretty exciting. Uh, D&D Beyond is my spiel I'm about to go into next. Do you guys want to supersede me with any, uh, what's, what's going on? Just, uh, uh Seriously, real, just real quick go bite. Oh. No, just quick bites. Just quick bites. I feel like it needs more. I, I, I don't know how. Unearthed Arcana you can talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, or? Just like sure. So we've recently added Unearthed Arcana. Which camera am I supposed to be looking at? The big at? one. Is the the, the okay, big one. It's is the big one. Yeah. All right. So hi, I'm looking at you now. All right, <laughs> so um, we have recently added Unearthed Arcana content to the, uh, or should I look at you? What's more whatever, natural? Whatever like, you want. I don't know. I, I, we'll see. We'll see what, what happens. Look straight up at the ceiling. Right. I think that's... So, <laughs> Arcana came out. Uh, Definitely natural. In, in January. So we had some character options that we actually incorporated into DDB during that time. And we're waiting on really excited about whatever marches might be because it might be character options. I don't, I don't actually know. But we'll see. When the next time we have character options, we will incorporate that into D&D Beyond. And you'll be able to play test that content using the tool set. So we're really excited about that. Sweet. Is there any other breadcrumb that I need to jump on? No, I think that's good. You know, I'm like almost like I'm just on the verge. I'm like I just need to say the other thing. So no, it, it, it's coming. Okay. I know. You right. be, I well, like I like your restraint. I know. Okay. I know. I'm right. I'm trying to pushing it down. Yeah, <laughs> you're like I, I, it's it's coming up. It's coming like, up. And, and then I need what are we gonna push talk it down? About? Then we right. still have like 40 minutes. Oh, so all right. There's lots of more fun stuff. We gotta wait for the interview uh, uh, for that, people. Uh, Tales from Candlekeep is uh, out. On Steam, and they are doing a promotion now. Uh, Twitch Prime Indie Amplifier contest until March 11th. Uh, go check it out at Amazon. Uh, we're going to throw a link in here for for Twitch folks who are watching it. Uh, but if you need to search for it, go to Twitch Prime Indie Amplifier to do it. Uh, but you get to vote for your game, and the winning game will be for free on the Ides of March, uh, which sounds really terrible, honestly. But it might be cool uh, if you don't know the story of Julius Caesar. Um, <coughs> Beam Dog is making Neverwinter Enhanced Edition right now. Uh, it is going to be a uh, revamp of the UI from that classic game uh, and uh, I'm really excited about this because all of your old saves and all of your old mods <laughs> will work with the Neverwinter Enhanced Edition when it comes out. Oh my god, what is the matter with you? Are you dying? Are you dying? Are, are you okay? <coughs> I'm totally fine. <laughs> I mean, obviously she's fine. That's, that's, that, that's, that's not I, what people who are bright red say. That, that's what... A little piece of string juice. <laughs> yeah, I, I could still tell a story about that, but... <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to continue to tell stories about Beamdog before while Shelly has a coughing fit <laughs> outside. Her. Say what you're going to say until I come back. There was one thing that was really great about Shelly, which was how <laughs> she... In memoriam. Used, in memoriam. <laughs> 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 we'll get right into that. Realize, Shelly. Uh, but what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Neverwinter Nights Enhanced Edition is super cool. It will work on all of your uh, modern uh, OSs as well as for tablets and things like that. Uh, and I, I like that they're doing all this work with the community to make sure that all of the content that was created 
for Neverwinter Nights, and there was a lot that was created over time. It was like a calling card for RPG designers uh, in the digital space for a long time. You could create your own modules using the uh, Aurora t- uh, tool set as well as persistent servers. It was one of the first things you can do your own uh, run persistent server in a 3D isometric environment, which is pretty cool. Uh, so all that stuff will still work, and it will be even easier for you to jump in and create that stuff uh, with the Neverwinter Enhanced Edition. They are also want us to talk about Siege of Dragonsphere, which was uh, uh, Neverwinter, not wasn't Neverwinter Nights, it was Baldur's Gates uh, 1 and 2. In between those two storylines, Siege of Dragonsphere is in there, and that is now available on Google Play and on the Apple App Stores on March 8th. So by the time you're listening to this on in podcast form, it will be available there, uh, which is pretty awesome. Dragon Plus issue 8 is out now. It is the crossovers issue. Uh, so there's tons of fun stuff in here, including uh, Maps of the Month, Free Adventure, one of them uh, called Crypts of Kelimvor, which is designed by Tom and Thomas Foss and Scott Fitzgerald Gray. Thomas Foss, we've had on the podcast before. He's the lead designer of Neverwinter, uh, which is pretty cool that he took some of the Neverwinter online side quests and uh, adapted it for a free adventure that you could play uh, at your table. Pretty badass. There's also a cool adventure in there called Grivitz. Detective Agency uh, by David Ben and Simon from Dragon Friends, uh, and that takes place between seasons one and two of the storyline that went into the Dragon Friends podcast. So tons of fun, free, interesting stuff uh, that's going on in the D&D world is all available on Dragon Plus. If you have a, a, a phone, we keep talking about phones. Phones are a thing. A thing. Yeah. Uh, download uh, it on your Android or Apple app. If you don't have a phone or don't want to access it uh, in that format, you can get it at dragonmag.com. All that content is down there. And as Shelly pointed out in our last interview, it also has an uh, uh, aggregator of all of the posts and social stuff that comes uh, from Dungeons yes. & Dragons in uh, the app itself. So you can always just fire that up and go through. And that was seamless. You're just like right in. I like love I never it. <laughs> it's like you never had... The coughing fit that know. ended uh, your life, and now you're back and reincarnated. Oh. That was fast. Usually, that reincarnation spell I'm takes a new a, Shelley. <laughs> you're a new Shelley. Hello, hello, new Shelley. Mm. You're even more stranger than the uh, the, the stranger Shelley. <laughs> stranger Shelley. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new show on Netflix. Yes. Download it now. Uh, there's lots of fun stuff happening here on the D&D Twitch channel. Uh, we, of course, do our live recordings on there on Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, if you are interested in cosplay or creating cosplay, go check out Craft Hags with Danny Hartel. Uh, that's on Mondays at 12 noon. I love just seeing her make stuff in real time. Um, and uh, it's definitely something to check out. There's also another one where you get to watch someone create something in real time, which is Mike Merle's Happy Fun Hour which starts at 1 p.m. Pacific time on Tuesdays. Uh, Mike is now going through some of the subclasses that he offered uh, as part of our Extra Life promotion last year. Fans donated, uh, I think, $2,500 each for a subclass to, for Mike Merles to personally design it for them, uh, which I think is really super generous. He only, he only did four of those, so he's in the process of designing those uh, in the public view to kind of demystify what it is like and, and understand what goes into designing and balancing each one of uh, the subclasses that uh, end up in things like Xanathar's Guide to Everything, uh, for example. So very cool stuff. Go check that out. Uh, um, Bart Carroll also has Dragon Plus happening at 2 p.m. on Tuesdays, delving into some of the fun stuff that goes on Uh, behind the scenes as well as talking uh, with interviews uh, people he does the Dungeons and Doodles uh, there with some of the artists where they get prompts from the audience as well as uh, and then draw it out there so you get to see it that's where my Twitter uh, avatar comes from is Mr. Richard Witters did a pedo dragon uh, which I think was uh, bumped to him from Danny Hartel so all these combination of of, of people that are awesome and uh, you can only see them here on the D&D Twitch channel 
Thank you to everyone who has subscribed in the past uh, and who will subscribe in the future. Uh, you are good people. <laughs> but the people who are subscribed in the present, screw you. I don't like you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got what we want from you. Exactly. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, we are going to throw it to an awesome uh, segment right about now. Let's just say it's the Shatter Kai segment. That's right. You're here to hear first. It is going to be Chris Perkins and uh, Mr. Matt Cernet talking uh, about Lower East now with some bings and some bongs. Let's make it happen. Bing. Bing bong. Welcome to another segment of Lore You Should Know, where we talk about little bits of Dungeons and Dragons lore that you can uh, use in your game or just for your own fun and uh, edification. I am here, I'm Greg Tito, and I'm here with uh, Matt Cernit. Hello. And Chris Perkins. Howdy. Lore Masters extraordinaire, and today we're going to talk about Shatterkai. Oh, yes. You have to say it with that. Shatterkai. Shatterkai. Uh, where you guys mentioned uh, uh, before in our intro that you guys were actually what? around when these were created. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to go into a little bit of a Wayback Machine. Yeah. So um, people probably know by now that the Githyanki and the Drow first appeared in the Fiend Folio. I mean, they appeared in Adventures and things before that, but they basically made their first appearance in the first edition Fiend Folio, and that's where people knew you know, they could use them in their adventures and everything like that. Um, both wonderful evil races. Well... Third edition comes along many years later, and the decision to release a new Fiend Folio is made. And as part of that decision, the powers that be, um, including, I think, creative director at the time, Ed Stark, set before the writers of that book a monumental task, Mm. which was to sprinkle into the book third edition's answer to or equivalent to first edition's Drow and Githyanki. They wanted, they gave writers, and like the original Fiend Folio, there were a bunch of writers on the book, mm-hmm. this task of coming up with new races, new monstrous races that will have, that could have a legacy going forward that will resonate with D&D audiences. That is a huge thing to try to do. Yeah. Um, terrifying, actually. It was terrifying when you received yes. that assignment? Well, I didn't, but um, I know the people who I did. did. Yeah. <laughs> was it terrifying for you? Yeah. No, it was exciting. I mean, it was, it was a fun thing to, to try to attempt to do, and, um, you know, everybody had uh, their own angle on it, uh, and it, it turns out that the Shatterkai, I think, is the most successful version of it. Yeah. Um, there were other, others that, for various reasons, didn't catch on. Um, the Ether Gaunts, spring to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Eric Mona tackled those. That and, sounds correct. And they're, they're actually really neat, but I think their downfall was, you know, it's a race that lives in the ethereal plane. Nobody ever goes there. <laughs> or can so, live there. Right. Right. So, hence, yeah. no adventures yeah. ever feature the Aether Gaunts in ever. Um, and so I don't think they gained much traction. My, my version of it was the Mog, um, which uh, I... It, I don't even remember what the heck they did. Um, <laughs> they were big stone people. Yeah, yeah. But the the process of it was weird because you know we had this this uh, go and forth and make the these drowning githyanki. Yeah. And then during the development process of the book, um, the the sort of mission statement changed to make it something that can be played as a player character. So I had designed the Mog to be these these sort of like mythic force and these powerful beings and you know, this race of. I don't know something or other, blah blah blah. Forgotten something something, and uh, and they were t- turned into um, basically a, a player character race and sort of shrunk down into fit, which is very strange because they were still like large creatures and we at the time it was third very edition, hard to yeah, do. It wasn't, 
So it was a bizarre like mix up and and yeah, I, interesting. I, I don't know that everyone's version of the Githyanki or Drow yeah. got into the book even. But uh, Jesse Decker was the designer of the Shatterkai. Okay. Right. And why do you think they resonated? Uh, I think part of it was um, they were human-like, mm-hmm. and that's always, a, that's always a draw for people. Mm-hmm. They can relate to it better. The fey angle, I thought, w- probably served them well. There's always been an attraction to fey creatures. Um, I think those two things helped. He also built into their design this idea that they wield some new weird weapons mm-hmm. that we had never seen before. And so they had toys to play with. So I think that was part of their success. Now, and we can go into this further, but I don't think there's been any race that has been more sort of twisted around and repurposed than the Shatterkai over editions. I okay. Mean, they where, actually, where do they start from? Yeah, they start. They started as these fey beings with these, this affinity for weird Shadowfell magic. But they were then, they were on the material plane, though. No, uh, so they they wanted to use the uh, magic of the plane of shadow um, to sort of uh, stop mortals from gaining power and so on. And then they ended up getting trapped in the Shadowfell. And uh, there was an interesting story with them where they were this sort of like disappearing people, where they were kind of like evaporating back into this shadow fell unless they kind of anchored themselves. Right. So they had these sort of weird um, armbands they would put on that would kind of like pierce their flesh with you know, like iron yes. and, uh, and and that kind of would help anchor them. And then there's this idea of like um, passions or pains or emotions and so on kind of like, like anchoring them in place because um, otherwise they just kind of fade into the into the Shadowfell. Shadowfell. Into the somber despair of the okay. Shadowfell. Now, were they, Shadow were they, uh, they were elves to start, or were they humans they were, to start, they or were, did it matter? They were elfin, elf-like yeah. fae. They were kind of, they were their own kind of fae. Interesting. people. Okay. They were sort of a halfway between human and full-on elves, I think, in terms of their concept. Uh, and then, fourth edition comes along, and we make them full-out humans. Okay. Uh, we decided that they're... Basically, they're humans who got pulled into the Shadowfell, became uh, sort of lost or became numb while there. The despair sort of got to them, so they became sort of very bleak and nihilistic. And the only way that they could really sort of feel alive was to inflict pain on themselves. So they had weird piercings, and they would disfigure their own flesh and do other crazy masochistic things just to kind of feel alive. Interesting. And so they became this sort of very bleak, uh, despairing human folk who built cities in the Shadowfell. Um, we had a whole product called Shadowfell Gloomrot and Beyond, which detailed a Shatterkai city of Gloomrot and its occupants. Um, now, what, how did, what was the story of how they ended up in the Shadowfell? Were they, was it a group of humans or was it just humans over time migrated so the, there? The story kind of developed over the process of, of the edition. Uh-huh. So in the original um, 4E Monster Manual, it's pretty thin, right? Yeah. It, just, it just talks about them serving the Raven Queen and, um, you know... They, we will get to on another segment yes. of Lori Shadow. They live in the, the Shadowfell and they, they, they do stuff there. And um, then later products kind of added more and more sort of mythic history to the Shatter Kai, and they became these people who actually sought out the Raven Queen in order to protect them from um, death and life's ailments and stuff like that, and they became sort of people who were trapped in, or not necessarily trapped, but like they attuned to the Shadowfell in the service of the Raven Queen. Okay. Yeah. Can they 
and they reproduce in like mm-hmm. so it, now that they're all there then they they you there's children and things yeah. that like you know yeah. it is a whole working civilization right. yes. in yes. the shadow yes. fell yeah. exactly that's interesting a very sort of depressing depressing gray bleak kind of existence interesting and in and, in third edition, they didn't get Shatterkai didn't get used a whole lot. Uh, mm-hmm. They got um, touched upon with Forgotten Realms because the uh, the Netherese come back and they come back as these shadow people, mm-hmm. and so there was sort of a natural association. Oh, well, what's the other shadow people that we can put with them? And so then they kind of got in, in certain places they are also Netherese, or the Netherese become Shatterkai, or or the Shatterkai are just like mercenaries that they hire. It's kind of it's wibbly wobbly. Um, but they get associated with uh, sort of other people that are from the Shadowfell. Yeah. Uh, and then in fourth, um, that kind of association thing continues. And again, it's it's this weird process where like it got sort of added to lore-wise yeah, as, as the edition went right. on. Yeah. yeah. And Shatterkai was a, a character option, fully fleshed out character option in fourth edition. We had a, an adventure path in 4th edition that focused on Orcus and the Raven Queen, so Shatterkai played prominent roles there. Mm-hmm. Um, they did get used a lot in 4th edition, mm-hmm. more so than in 3rd. Um, What's and, the connection with, uh, with Orcus? Um, so in 4th edition, and we can talk about this maybe more when we talk about the Raven Queen, mm-hmm. is Orcus was trying to basically seize the Raven Queen's mantle of death. Oh, I see. Because there, there's some overlap there. He's the, he's the demon prince of undeath, She's the goddess of death. They were sort of in, in opposing corners of a, con- of a multiversal conflict. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. That makes sense. Uh, both of them will be talked about in Morning Canaan's Tome of Foes, uh, uh, yes. incidentally enough. Yes. Uh, which is, is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so what uh, – I, I guess we mentioned a lot about like where they were created and where they came from. But like what, what is our uh, kind of conception of them now in 5th edition? Well, so with the process of Morgan King's Tome of Foes, we wanted to kind of um, bring them back into the fold of the normal uh, sort of cosmology of the world and then also touch perhaps a little more on their original origin story and stuff like that. So part of the problem with um, their ties to the Raven Queen and the Shadowfell as it was presented in 4th edition is 4th edition basically used an entirely different cosmology. And so... um, you know, and it assumed lots of different things about gods and all this kind of stuff, and it got really confusing. So, for example, you know, there's the idea in, in throughout much of fourth edition that Shar is the, is in control of the plane of shadow, but fourth edition also says the Raven Queen is in control of the plane of shadow. Mm. So, like, what? Huh? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and so we wanted to kind of um, bring Are they the same person, yeah, this same kind entity? of stuff back and give her a mythic root. One of the things the fourth edition did as well is I think it was. Uh, open grave, but it might have been a different supplement. Um, it tells the origin story of uh, the Raven Queen, and um, so with Morgan Cain's Tome of Foes, we want to change that origin story because that origin story is a little bit weird. Basically, she dies, and Nero likes her and makes her his wife. Right. And, and what about the Shatterkai? How, what, what, what's the conception of them? So they're they're basically just these sort of adherents of the Raven Queen in fourth edition, and so they they they, they didn't really have any sort of interesting mythic origin or anything like that. They mm-hmm. didn't sort of have their own story other than like, hey, the Raven Queen's great, and we don't want to die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so we we went back to kind of um, some fundamental principles with all these things and kind of wove the two stories together in a really interesting way. I think. Cool. 
Um, if people were interested in playing a, a, a player character that's Shatterkai, uh, what uh, what you'll be able to do so when Morden Cannon's Tome of Foes comes out. Oh, well, that's we cool. Give you the options to create Shatterkai characters. What uh, if, if you were going to give someone the uh, uh, you know the, the the quick version of, of of what that means? Like, what does it mean to be a, 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 an adherent to and also uh, part of that race? <laughs> it means that you've got sort of the plane of shadow in your essence. Mm. Uh, and so you can do shadowy things. Um, you're a shadowy person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't want to give too much away because, yeah. you know, spoiled surprise. But your, your powers, first of all, you're, you're like an elf um, in a lot of ways. Uh, but you've got these additional this layer of sort of shadow-themed powers. I see. So you'd be like a goth elf. A little bit. Yeah. It's, it's a good race to play if you've got the goth in you. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, you mentioned the weapons uh, that they brought to the table first for third edition. Is that uh, follow through? Mm, no, not so much. Um, what, what were some of those weapons? Just so maybe there, uh, there's something see. that might, might. I don't the remember, but Matt will. Galralan. That's, right. that's the iron armband thing. Um, oh, the thing that uh, yeah, uh, yeah, anchors them. Anchors uh, them and holds them in place. Blackstone rune. Uh, they have something called night extract. Night extract. What's um, that? They, they like to. They're depicted wielding like a. Um, a chain with blades on it, and yeah. so there's lots of sort of like, you know, pain weapons. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> they don't and just that's, kill you. That's they, something <laughs> that was preserved in fourth edition. We had them wielding spike chains all the time in fourth edition. Yeah, yeah. things that cause cause pain, not just yeah. not just death and dismemberment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but worse. Uh, interesting. So they they definitely have this this relationship with uh, the the dark side of the psyche. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And just the the inevitability of time and death. Is forever haunting them, right? Uh, philosophically, are, are the Shatterkai uh, still nihilistic? Are they still? Uh, I think that we're. I don't think we want to paint them in that narrow of a corner. I, I imagine a lot of them are, mm-hmm. but they all have their own reasons for living. Are they inherently evil, or are they good, or you know, how does how does that work? Well, that's a good question. Um, the Raven Queen is not inherently evil. Right. Uh, the shadow plane of shadow is not inherently evil. And like all of our races, there are representatives across the entire spectrum of alignments. So I would say no, they're not. Um, they can be. Yeah. Interesting. I, I think with their new sort of mythic history and their relation to the Raven Queen as we see her now, um, they are uh, definitely figures of mystery and um, who have sort of their own uh, bent on sort of what they view as their role in life and reality and stuff like that. And so... It's a very it's a very unique story. I don't want to spoil it because it's yeah. it's really it's quite quite a in lot my uh, reading of Morden Cannon's right before I went out the door. I was so kind of inspired by the Shatterkai entry that I injected two of them into my dice camera action campaign, <laughs> um, and the characters are dealing with that right now. Ah, so that makes even more yeah. sense. Now they speak Italian in my campaign, <laughs> which is not canonical. <laughs> That's not in the book. No, no, no. Um, and that's just me riffing off my, my habit of giving different elf subraces, different European languages. The drow in my campaign are typically French, by the way. Uh, so, um, but and, and you get to wield those accents. It's been fun. It's been fun, like, dropping little tiny itty-bitty t- bits of sort of Shatterkai-ness into the campaign. Yeah. Um, and I know there's going to be lots of Shatterkai characters running around after the book releases. If people were more uh, uh, inspired to kind of pick this up when it comes out, uh, what, what are some other... Think ideas or, or, or plot hooks or things like that that you might throw at, at, at people, not to give too much away. Well, one of the things that Shatterkai do is they, uh, to sort of 
serve their queen and to kind of live vicariously through the emotional attachments of others, they collect trinkets and memories. Mm. Um, and so that could be something that you could do as a Shadrachai character is when you find something, even if it's a fairly innocuous item, you want to hear the story of who had that item and why and kind of share in that memory and have that uh, item with you. Um, so uh, I think there's an interesting connection between Shadrachai and Trinkets that could be played with. Oh, yeah. I love um, the trinket tables yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that we've been doing yeah. for so many of our supplements. So Yes. They would they would be able to roll quite a few times mm-hmm. on that table. Yeah. Like, that makes sense. Are they hoarders, or is it more no. of a just like a, a, this 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 object has an interesting story to tell? They're, they're sort of looking for connections to things that are, that have great destiny or potential, um, whatever they happen to be. And they may glom onto individuals the same way. Mm. You know, this person is a person of destiny. I'm going to hang out with them for a while. I'm going to send little notes back to the Raven Queen about how that person is doing. And and why they should collect that soul. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, In uh, my campaign, another thing I did was, um, because there's a lot of Ravenloft stuff in my campaign, and Ravenloft has these things called Dusk Elves. I basically Mm -hmm. decided that Dusk Elf was just another name for Shatterkai. And that the two are essentially the same thing. Yeah, I was going to ask so. uh, how how does that relate to the the, the demi plane of, of of Ravenloft? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, there's lots of crossover between. Oh well, yeah, those because two. we say that the Shadowfell is where domains of dread are born, and Shatterkai inhabit the Shatterfell. It stands to reason that they they're prone to encounter, or or have run-ins with creatures around a demi plane or in a demi plane. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, brought up earlier a little bit, but. I think in in fifth edition we don't really ever assume that there's, um, with the exception I, I guess maybe of the nine hells that uh, that's, there's one entity in control of an entire plane. Right. Right. So, you know, the idea that Shar controls the Shadowfell or that the Raven Queen controls the Shadowfell that's that's just not something we really think about anymore. Now, they, I mean, they have obviously. Maybe their areas of control or I, the DM, control the Shadowfell but, yeah. <laughs> in my own campaign. But we we don't. Yeah, there isn't like one person so, sort of right. Like in yeah, charge. that that idea yeah. of there was like one settlement on this plane, and that is where everything you know all goes to that. Uh, yeah, is, yeah, is, isn't quite as true anymore. Yeah, that's interesting too because that means there's lots of plays to play. There's lots of interesting yep. ways for the dungeon master yep. to use all this. Yeah, cool beans. All right. All right. Any other, uh, uh, if you want to get in touch with you, Mr. Perkins, about ask you about uh, uh, why Shatterkai are Italian. I am on Twitter at Chris Perkins DND. Excellent. And you, Matt Cernet. Um, I am on Twitter at Cernet, S-E-R-N-E-T-T. Awesome. All right, great. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back with another uh, segment next week. Wasn't that a great uh, segment on Shatterkai? I loved the seeing the transition of where it came from uh, third edition to fourth to where it's going to be when you get Morning King and Stone of Foes. Don't you, right. Shelley? It was all right. <laughs> it's it, pretty. You know, it was. Eh. Just kidding. Oh God! You know we, we're getting an award for this. For this. Gonna, <laughs> we're, we're nominated. They are going to take our nomination away because of that comment. Do you know we're nominated for a Golden Geek Award? Yes, I saw that. You did. Congratulations. Thank you. And now, and now, look, here you are dun, on, dun, on dun. the award yeah, yeah. nominated. Uh, potentially well, I mean, award-winning podcast. <laughs> yes. award nominated. <laughs> I mean, it was because of the last time we were on here, obviously. It might oh, be. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. even think about that, but that's probably yeah. true. It, I, it have, I have your Halloween costume. Tom. Mine? Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, it's a giant. Yeah, I know. It's very Mordecai. Yeah, yeah. Just has to everyone's. Shave his head. Are you serious? Oh yeah, everyone wants me to do that. Yeah, they've seen it. Yeah, they've seen, it's not just. I'm very mean looking, bald. So, uh, so it might work. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And then you can be ball from. Betrayal at Baldur's Gate. Yes. I would, yeah. Can we do that? Can we do like a... You want to cosplay together? It's cosplay together. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I just asked you. <laughs> do you want, do you want to cosplay, cosplay with me? <laughs> Only on Halloween, though. That's, uh, is that uh, real? That's thing? not, no. You, no. Got, you got to do it at every con that's right. this year. All right. And in the podcast. Who's, now I need someone to make it. All right. I'm going to talk to Danny, Danny. and see if she or can... You can be yeah. the dungeon master guy. Yeah. yeah. I could be. That, that costume's solid. Oh, yeah. I, I love that costume. You can be uni. I'll be uni. You can be uni. It's a great idea. Yeah. So okay. uh, we have uh, Adam Bradford and Todd Kenrick here in the studio, which is always a delight. Uh, but you, I think you guys had some. Let's just get the announcements right, out of the way, no, 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 since no. I think Shelly is. Well, uh, listen, I, n- I need to talk to you a second. So what just happened with you? All right, I, I got a little bit of a story I to tell about that. So apparently, <laughs> there's this little part of your anatomy between your trachea. And your esophagus. Okay. So it's like windpipe esophagus. Little bitty thing. It's like smaller than a button that if liquid gets on it, oh. it like closes your windpipe, right? And so the problem comes in is if liquid gets into the windpipe before it closes off, then it can mean serious things. Because oh. I was sitting in the office. This has been about a month ago now. But I was oh, sitting in the office. This is recent. This is recent. Oh, that's right. And th- this is a harrowing tale, <laughs> cautionary tale for people out there. Don't right? drink water. So I am. Don't drink water, kids. <laughs> I'm drinking sweet tea, actually. It wasn't water. But Don't drink sweet, sweet tea. Sweet tea, all right? Yeah. And I'm sitting, we're, we're sitting at the office, all our computers out because we're, uh, you know, playing with D&D Beyond and, and dog fooding, as they call it in the industry. And so, um, yeah, that's using your own stuff. It's not actual dog food. But anyway, so. Oh, it's eating your, uh, I didn't know. Yes, oh, okay. yes, that's what they call it. So we're dog fooding. And okay. so I take a swig of sweet tea. Yeah. And someone, Dave, says something incredibly funny. I start laughing. Uh-oh. This, whatever just happened to you, happened with me. But I also had this cough. And so I start coughing uncontrollably. I try not to spit liquid yeah. all over all the computers, right? And I get up out of the room take about three steps and the next thing I know Dave is like gently calling to me in my <gasps> face like Adam Adam are you okay are what you okay? and like apparently that thing like closed off and I couldn't breathe oh my god and I passed out and hit uh, my head on like this metal windowsill thing and had a concussion I had to go no, to the emergency room so I literally got knocked out playing D&D <laughs> it, 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 it actually happened like, I'm not joking. So I'm just saying. That's awful. Like, you got to be careful. Like, when you started to get up right there, it kind of gave it my heart some shudders. You got a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, you're like, whoa, 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 what's oh, happening? Oh, I didn't mean to scare you. No, it's okay. I was just trying I'm, not I'm to ruin the podcast. I'm glad that you lived through it. I mean, I lived through it also. If, but, that, if I passed out, would you know what to do, Greg? Do you know? Um, I would say there's this little part of your anatomy. It's no, no bigger than a button. He would explain to you. He would explain to you what's happening. I know what's happening. This has happened before. Well, you have to keep the podcast going. Right. I mean, the show must go on. It can't just be gasping Freddie Mercury sang that for a reason. Yeah. I think you, of all people, would, would want the show to go on. No, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> you would have been safe. And if something ever happened to me, I don't want you to get a new co-host. I won't. He will be in memoriam the entire time. <laughs> this is going to be a framed picture where you are all, all the time. I can be a hologram or something. We'll just have all of your best oh, yeah. moments like, like on repeat. Oh, that yeah. would be... Yeah, it would be like uh, mm. uh, uh, C-3PO impressions. Uh, and oh, see <laughs> See? 
You're not real anyway. This is Shadow Shadow <laughs> Shelley. Stranger Shelley. Stranger Shelley. <laughs> the, the Shadow Shelley uh, she, is, is, is a bad sequel to yeah. Shadow Shelley. We don't like Shadow The Hedgehog. Shelley. No one liked it. Uh, okay. All right. So, anyway, so I'm you sorry want that to do the happened real to thing you. now. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. I'm okay. I was more concerned about you. And I'm yeah. sorry that that happened to you too. Like, what, okay. so what was the? So are you banning sweet tea from the table now? Or Dave? Heavens. Or Dave no, no. by saying yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe, maybe like it was Dave. Dave. Obviously, all Dave's fault. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm sending the hospital bill to him and everything. Yeah, it's coming so. up in the review. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. Oh, does, Don't. Does Dave report to you? <laughs> Not directly. It's dotted lines. So he's safe. That was close. I was. Yeah. I really felt bad for Dave. For really, a this, there. this was all my bid for power. <laughs> it's a very Game of Thrones moment, and he survived. So I'm actually okay. So, do you actually want to hear like announcement things now? Uh, I mean, mm, I guess no, it no, can't yeah. be. As, it's not going to be as dramatic I, as I that story. I think the moment passed. Okay. Right. True. So <laughs> let's just talk about our dogs then. The rest. Oh of the yeah, Is dogs. That a good idea? Yeah. No. I don't um, understand why it's called dog fooding though. What you were talking about that doesn't. Because it's like if you make the dog food. Like if you're a dog food factory, All right? But it, then you, how it do could you be know? Anything. It could be we were souping. Oh, it could be, we, but it's we just were, that's the term that sticked. We were cheesing. Sticked? Did I just say sticked? Sticked? Stuck? Stuck? Yeah, yeah. Verb conjugation. Okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. Grammar. Anyway, I, I love you guys. Know all like the 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 developer stuff. I like yeah. learn new yeah, stuff from you guys all the time. So yeah. So if you guys are actually playing D and D in the office, we do. you yeah. are dog food. We're dog fooding. Well, I dog food all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm I dog food right yeah, now. I, I don't like this. Dog food. I don't like this term. What about cat food? <laughs> Can't be cat fooding. Cats. Listen, I'm not the one that makes. <laughs> Although term. I do play a tabaxi. Uh, see, that's where and I was you going. You could have. <laughs> but I betrayed you <laughs> by making a. I made a halfling in D and D Beyond, and I was like, "Oh, I'm just going to use this." Uh, and now she's mad at me because I'm not. In well, our previous game, we were litter mates. He was uh, my brother. I see. And yeah. then you just so decided. I was under the impression we were using our same characters, but whatever. It's all good. Now we have a, ba- a great backstory about uh, Daryl Tushy possibly passing away in Schultz, which I think is uh, going to be very dramatic. That's why my character is sad and crazy. And drunk. This makes all the sense. Uh, but most of us are uh, double dipping in dog fooding yeah. uh, because we are using D&D Beyond at the table while yeah. playing Dungeons double, & Dragons. Double in dog the fooding. What do you call that? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, which is, it's been lots of fun. Doggy buffeting. <laughs> that just sounds like you're eating dogs. I, don't know. I know, right? This yeah, goes back this to our like, other part uh-oh. of our conversation. Yeah, this is don't like, go there. Mm, pugs, so tasty. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So I think we've tortured our audience enough. Uh, yes. <laughs> I know. So now we've- they may want to know what you guys want to talk about. All right. So we are releasing our D&D Beyond mobile app into beta today. So <gasps> Wait, what? Today? Canny, Breaking clever news. users might have already seen this out there because it's been, uh, been kind of softly out in the wild all day today. Uh, but uh, but yes, you can go to the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store now, right now. and download the app. Um, if you were with us for the alpha portion of the testing, I definitely recommend that you just completely destroy any other installs that you have of the app just in case because that's where weird stuff starts to happen. But start with a clean install. You've got beta access now. Uh, we're in a really good spot because of all the alpha testing that's been happening over the last three months or so. Uh, really appreciative to the community for helping out with that. But now it is available uh, to the public. Uh, so download it on the app stores and uh, emphasizing that at this point in the beta, we have e-reader style access to all of your compendium content. So if you have unlocked a player's handbook, 
uh, Xanathar's Guide to Everything, any of the books, you can now go to the app and read that. Um, you know, just like uh, sim- similar to something like Kindle, uh, you're going to see all of the content. You're going to be able to jump around with links. You're going to be able to navigate that like you would a typical ebook. And so that is where we have started with the functionality. And uh, it's really, really handy, you know, when you're in uh, queue, as the folks in the UK call it, or, uh, you know, the line at the grocery store. And you right. just have to know whatever that random obscure rule is. You can, you can look it up on your phone now uh, very easily. So really, really excited about that. And then some of the character management, so character sheets, character builder, uh, some of our uh, advanced filters and listings and all that, those are the things that are going to be added in the beta phases upcoming. And so we don't have any news to share about that yet, but um, just kind of emphasizing that at this point in the beta, what we would like everyone to take a look at is this e-reader style functionality. Uh, Let us know what you think. Uh, Give us feedback on our forums. And we will certainly listen to that feedback and uh, make this into a, a really polished product. So very excited about that. Go download it now. Yeah, this is just I the did. beginning. Just like Shelly did. <coughs> she just did it. And, I just the, did and of it. course, if you're talking about it, which is kind of crazy. I'm going to have, char- have six characters by the end of this podcast. Yeah. Um, so, Shelly, you didn't listen to what I just said. <laughs> I just said that characters were not quite in the app yet. Yeah. But what you can I do. Downloading. <laughs> I, I couldn't listen and download at the same time. Like not, the, not this is a wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful lesson for our audience, though. Um, Hopefully you saw what happened with Shelly there. Uh, So, yeah, you don't have your characters yet, (laughs) but you are going to uh, at at a future stage of the beta. But for now, uh, Shelly, you could sit over there and possibly read, you know, the player's handbook instead of. Why don't I just do that? Yeah, that that would be a great idea. I am adding nothing to this podcast. I'm just going to be over here just reading the player's handbook. So phase one is basically getting all your compendium content, the rules, the adventures you can download to your phone. And then another phase will be character builder and then being able to look at monsters and basically the full functionality of the website. So this is just the beginning. And when you said download it to your phone, that means once you download the app, you don't need to download anything else to be able to access that stuff. So if you're in a place where you don't have Wi-Fi or, yeah, or, yeah. or, or signal, exactly. you can still look up anything that you want to look up using the search functionalities and yeah, stuff like so that. Yeah, so offline access has been incredibly important uh, for the community from day one uh, when we announced D&D Beyond. It's been the most requested uh, bit of functionality. And so our mobile app is the, uh, it's the answer for offline capability. So again, for the first part, you can download the, each uh, individual book to your device it lives on the device, and if you are in the basement or at the convention center and the Wi-Fi is not oh, working yeah. properly, then uh, yeah. you can you can still access all of that material on the go. Okay. Or, or around the campfire, and the bottom the camp- of the castle. The bottom of the ocean. Castles I mean, have very bad Wi-Fi in Scotland. I've I don't heard. know if you know this. You have to charge they didn't install that so. until like 1600s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, all right, here's my question, though. Is the, the app, the beta app is free? Yes, absolutely. Everything's free. Uh, and the way that it works, oh, we beautiful. allow you to uh, unlock any of the content within the, the mobile app itself. But I will definitely emphasize that any purchases that happen, whether it's in the mobile app or on the website, all of it is is the same pot. So essentially, okay, any good. any content that you have already unlocked on uh, as part of D&D Beyond, if you're already using the tool set, you can download the app and then you can get this uh, beautiful version of the book uh, to go with you. Uh, and, and we do. We, we have some different display styles. Uh, we heard very early on 
that people love the book look and feel. So, it, uh, you know, we have that in there with some of the textures and the fonts like you're going to see in the physical books uh, because, you know, fifth edition books are just beautiful. And uh, so we're trying to retain as much of that as we can. Like, in the, like the notes from Xanathar yeah, himself. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all of, the, all of that's going to be found there. But then uh, ultimately uh, with uh, the, the feedback, we started hearing from people and they – possibly read this lying in bed at night with their spouse and they don't want to keep their spouse awake. And so they're like asking for a night mode. The internet loves a uh, night mode. Like a dark mode. Yeah. And so uh, we've actually added that in so you can test that out uh, with us right now where you can... That's in the beta turn, right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can so good. click night mode and then there's another clean mode that just removes the, the textures uh, and, it, and it's all light. So all of that, you can adjust spacing, margins, uh, font sizes, all oh of that. So, so again, try Trying to really scratch that itch of uh, the part of the community that has very strongly been asking for some way to access digital copies of these books uh, is what we have set out to do in the beginning. And just like we did with the website and all the tools that were there, we wanted to start with a compendium because it really is the backbone of everything that comes after it. So we want to get it really, really right where when we come back in and layer uh, some of these other elements on top of it, it will have a strong foundation. And uh, for instance, with character management, we had initially thought that we might try to put it in uh, to this initial beta release, but we are also in the middle of a major revamp of the way that the digital character sheet works at this point. And so given that, we wanted to make sure that we waited on that to, to complete yeah. <laughs> uh, before we started putting this in the mobile app where we could uh, make sure we weren't redoing work. What are you doing to the character sheet? Is this based on feedback from people? It's yeah. good. It's good. Yeah, so there's uh, – <laughs> You're testing it in alpha it, right it, now? It's, it's, it's Todd approved. It's, oh. a, it's a very good character sheet. I'm very, very happy with it. Yeah, the, it's beautiful. The, the thing uh, – I actually talked to Bart about this a little bit last week, but uh, I don't guess I'm coining the term, but I'm bringing it back maybe. Uh, we call it neo-retro, all right? So it's – it's that feeling, and I keep using Mustang, but I can use Challenger or any of these cars lately where you saw that new body style that they came out with a few years ago with Mustang, and you instantly recognize that as just classic. You know, you, you instantly, it, it evoked something in you. But at the same time, it looked very futuristic, and it was, you know, obviously modern. more powerful and modern yeah. and, and all of those things. And so with the character sheet, that's been our design intent from the beginning because we got – uh, this is a great example of feedback and how important feedback is. Some of the feedback that we got in our forums, there was this one post, uh, username Tom WB, um, and he uh, he had posted on there. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but he basically had posted this this just great post. He said, people have been using character sheets for 40-plus years. You can keep it simple here. Like, you know, keep a lot of the look and feel of a character sheet while still – adding that modern digital convenience on top of it. So yeah. that that was really our guiding star. So we've got some exciting stuff uh, coming. That one's not quite yet uh, available for the community. But um, here, before too long, we hope we can share a little bit more about that and let people start to get their hands on it. That is pretty cool. Yeah. So that's interesting. I mean, I don't, people may not realize how much the effect uh, uh, community comments like that can influence development and design um yeah so i mean that's I, you mentioned going to your forums and things like that like that's the, people should should do more of that and comment especially now in this beta phase uh when they that's what you're craving it really is Absolutely. like this kind of feedback yeah uh, and it can really impact the way the tool will look going in the future yeah and and i, I read 
almost all of it. I mean, there are millions of posts, I think, at this point, but uh, read almost all of it. You read 950,000 of yeah, each one. Yeah, it's yeah. Not- so um, especially because we try to funnel this into what we call just mega threads. And so if you are in a character sheet mega thread, if you are in the mobile app beta uh, testing forum, uh, and you're you're posting to the mega thread. You can uh, bet that I'm seeing it. We're talking about it with the team. We're prioritizing. We're making decisions, and uh, that feedback has been really important to us. And we're in this for the long haul. And so for us, we don't ever want to just take uh, kind of uh, reactive uh, knee jerk, uh, mm-hmm. you know, efforts towards something that the community is telling us we want to be sure that we really widen that net and hear from everyone uh, and hear about those experiences. So the uh, upcoming new character sheet is a big part of that. The mobile app already in alpha has been a a big part of that. We've heard from people. We had, uh, they called a a fab, a floating action button uh, on the actual mobile app that uh, when you were scrolling, the, the little button would show up and you could use bookmarks from it. People hated it. It was distracting when they were trying to scroll through the books. So all of that feedback, we definitely review it. We make the best decisions that we possibly can and, uh, and you know, make a better product as a result of that. So yeah. definitely share that feedback. That's what this beta period is for. What I like about what you're saying there is that, I mean, <clears throat> I feel like for Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition, uh, Mike Merles and the rest of the team took that exact same approach where it was, uh, let's put this in front of people early, you know, uh, with, with the D&D Next playtest. And we got, you know, almost 200,000 playtesters go through and, and let us know. And all that feedback was, was codified and, and distributed in a way. And it sounds like you guys have that down to a science as well of getting all that information and giving it, you know, disseminating it and digesting it in a way that makes it useful for developers. And, and, uh, uh, and that commitment to what the fans actually want and how they use the tool uh, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, just really forge a, a great future for for what D and D Beyond can do uh, alongside uh, what what the designers here on Under the Dragons are doing. Here, here. Yep. There was that no question good. there. Yeah, I know, right? It was great. <laughs> so true or false? That's a statement. <laughs> so, Greg Tito. So we also have something else really exciting happening today, uh, and so. I'm going to let Todd, Todd <laughs> what? Yeah, share a little bit more about that. Really excited about this, too. Yeah, so we got a lot more uh, content on D&D Beyond other than just me. <laughs> and just your like, awesome yeah, videos. Yeah, yeah, my, awesome, my awesomeness. No, uh, like I really I love doing the videos, but um, I am <laughs> – there's a reason why I'm in video. I'm not necessarily the strongest – uh, written <laughs> person in the world, communicator. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I'm a, I'm great at communication. I'll communicate with you right now. Yeah, <laughs> but fist, yo. But not, but not by email or any type of written form. So yeah, we've got this great group of writers now that are working with us on D and D Beyond. Today we have James Hake, who is he's uh, he's a fantastic writer. He's already knocked it out of the park with his article that is up on the website right now. And, about the uh, ranger class, yeah. Right? About whether whether the ranger is broken, and he's he's such a good writer, and he's so passionate, and he makes my job easy. Actually, they all do. We also have Sly Flourish, who's writing articles for us right now. We have James Intercaso, and and the best thing, the that most little dream team over there. Yeah, it's a dream team, especially like if you're a content director and you want to be lazy, uh, hire good people. <laughs> <laughs> so all his secrets he's yeah all those, all those secrets yeah. desperately want 
more lazy time. And uh, they've written such amazing content that we're rolling out every single day. Every day? Yeah. Every day every we have day. new content, yeah. new articles. New original content every day. Some days yeah. we'll have more than one article or post because we'll, we still have my videos coming out as well. And this is just kind of the beginning for our plans um, with content on D&D Beyond. We have a lot of different types of articles coming up soon. Are we? Yeah. So we're going to... I'm going to go ahead and share a little bit. So tomorrow we will see a little bit from Mr. Intracasso. Yeah. So he is fantastic, and he is taking a deep dive into homebrew design. And so for the next several weeks, uh, of course, you know, he's doing a lot of game design. Um, He's doing a lot of interesting things on the the DMs Guild and all over the place. It's like I I see his name popping up everywhere. Um, He's really, you know, preeminent uh, at this point in the community. And so he is talking about principles of game design and um, and talking about how to make a feat, how to make a background, um, you know, how to make that balanced in some way with, you know, some of the other content. So uh, and, and then in particular, we provide homebrew creation tools on D&D Beyond, which is, has been something the community has really been positive mm. about and responding to. And it's an interesting thing for me because I, I've kind of gone on record several times with our team saying that, you know, we're not completely thrilled with where homebrew creation tools are at this point uh, because, uh, you know, if I could, I would spend another six months making them just wonderful and perfect. Uh, but, you know, we, we got out what we can at this point in time where people can start to have that flexibility and that customization. And uh, so uh, Mr. Intracasso is actually going to be tying a lot of that into how you create those things and make those things happen in D&D Beyond. So it's a really, really good angle uh, and, uh, and just really, really happy to see that uh, that content's coming there. And then Mike Shea, Sly Flourish, is... He's doing a, He's basically doing a... <laughs> A guide for dungeon masters, only you know uh, in mm. article form. <laughs> there is another book I think that a covers this subject. Guide. Yeah, perhaps yeah. Uh, that name will never stick. <laughs> I mean, we'll try. It's we'll try general. it out. Too general. A series of articles that are really geared towards you know not only new but also old dungeon masters, like good reminders, things how to run your game, how, you how to get the most out of it. Yeah, dungeon masters. Yeah. Oh, is that what you not mean? older? You don't say old. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Seasoned dungeon masters. Yeah, it's really on the brain today. <laughs> Doesn't she look so young right yeah. now? Just positively right. I can feel the crow's feet deepening. It's all that choking. It's right next to the pimple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my youthful, my youthful pimple. But yeah, this, this content it. that Mike Don't. is making um, is going to be really great. It's going to cover things like, you know, how do you form a group in the first place. Right. Uh, so some of the logistics of running yeah. the game, in addition to some of the more mechanical things that obviously you find in, in the DMG. Uh, and uh, we have a lot of other exciting yes. uh, special guests <laughs> that are going, but Ooh. that we, that we can't, haven't quite signed contracts oh, for. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, so we, we've got some really exciting folks that are going to be coming in and, Really, our intent with all of this is we had codenamed this a while back uh, as Rolling Stone, and 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 that's we're just trying to tell the story of D and D. And while the D and D team is just doing such a great job making this game and making it everything that Fifth Edition is, mm-hmm. and uh, and and just again just knocking it out of the park with that. We want to highlight the community's response to that because it's just so overwhelmingly strong and, and positive. So we want to tell that part of the story and, uh, and this content 
really allows us to do that. And so we're really excited about, you know, everything that people are doing. We're going to eventually see, I think, even some artwork. Yeah. So, you know, almost <laughs> like far side kind of comics and stuff. No. So we're, we're, yeah. we're going to start, uh, you know, doing all kinds of really neat content. Like the, the, the whole point is that. Adam's team has, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on his team, but. The, the the gnomes on Adam's team have constructed this really. Well, I don't know uh, if they will like feel flattered. or I'm okay. I know, right? Well, I, you know, we've like, got call them halflings. I've got about three thousand miles between me and them, so. Um. <laughs> call them whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs> it'll take them a long time to get there. If they're gnomes, they were they were lucky to get gnomes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a long walk, man. Uh, but they've done such a great job with the app and the website as well. Like my job is to basically do the content version of that. So where the the tool says great for like finding out everything you want to know about spells and monsters and all your compendium content, and so it's this great resource to like learn about D and D and play D and D on the fly and and improv a lot more. I want these articles to help people who are just getting into D and D to definitely start like feel more welcome. They can read an article and really get. Uh, a sense of security and understanding of how to start running those first few games. Mm-hmm. And for those that are more hardcore, or more seasoned, but definitely definitely not old, uh, <laughs> we have deep dives on that stuff as well yeah. and about like balancing out new homebrew classes, we, the more, more advanced stuff you want to do. So it really needs to be like a, a one-stop shop for taking those first steps and starting your D&D campaign or learning more even though you know a lot. And uh, I'm really excited. And, and like Adam said, we've got a lot of different formats. And I got some of my friends who are going to be popping up uh, who I've known for some years. And uh, they have some really exciting uh, articles coming up as well. So I, I'm very, very excited. This is a dream job. And now it's easier because other people are yeah. doing it too. I nice. got a little <laughs> so, The videos will continue. Yeah, sure. yeah right. videos are What's continuing. Your, I'm, yeah. still, I'm not going to get I'm, Yeah, I'm going to talk to people all the time. Yeah, I, I just finished a couple of great interviews. I talked to... Travis and Laura from Critical Role, and we had a lot of laughs, and that was really fun. And I talked to a really great cosplayer, Rob Bopp. She made this amazing Kenku cosplay that was at ECC, and she doesn't even know how good it is. Like, she's very humble, and it's amazing. And the entire time I'm interviewing her, she's in costume, and when she's talking, her beak is moving. Ah, I love that. You're literally talking to a Kenku. And That's so good. she's so wonderfully talented. I hope we see a lot more D&D cosplayers. So we're, we're going to broaden um, the video content as much as we can to cover, like, the cosplay community mm-hmm. and other people who are working in the community for D&D. And I still want to talk to Mike Merles all the time <laughs> uh, and Jeremy Crawford and everyone else on the team. So, yeah, all of this is just we're not taking anything away. We're just adding more and more. So, uh, so let me get this straight. You guys started off as as video, and you're pivoting to written articles. It's, it's not a pivot. <laughs> Listen to this guy, I man. This, this is kind of like you you talking about you know using characters in the app just after I told you that it wasn't quite in there. Yet. I just wanted to make sure that make you sure were that I was on point. Attention. Okay, yes, I got it. I'm I got hitting it. your talking point. But it it really is like with uh, I remember when I started playing World of Warcraft, and uh, I mean, how many have played World of Warcraft? So. You have far too many hours. Maybe like one. I think okay. I'm on like three hundred days wife played or yeah. something. My so wife has just the ridiculous. king of World of Warcraft. Yeah. So playing World of Warcraft, though, I just remember back in those days when the game was at its height and and people were you know almost everywhere you turned you could run into someone that was playing World of Warcraft. Dungeons and Dragons is doing something that's that's just greater than that and beyond that. I, I, you know, at the, at this point, it's it's in the zeitgeist. So many people that, you know, the entertainment that we enjoy today, it, it, it's everywhere. And so 
I, I remember those days with World of Warcraft where I could go to certain websites and get daily mm-hmm. immersion in, in you know that that game and mm-hmm. and how important that was because I was just constantly thinking about it and might have been you know sometimes at work yeah you know sometimes like, like, only, like only sometimes looking though. up you know so now it's my job and I can just look at all that stuff but um <laughs> but but basically we are wanting to do that for Dungeons and Dragons and give people. Uh, another option to just be immersed in this fantastic game, this amazing hobby, uh, all the time, and, and that really is our goal. And so we're going to keep bringing in some some really you know preeminent and emerging voices in the community, uh, and and showcase the creativity that something like D and D really brings about. So, are you going to people in the community and and asking them to be part of the team, or yeah. are you taking solicit? What? Mainly, what? mainly we're I've got we got kind of a, an Avengers team, a dream team of people. We've been kind yeah. of like going out there and reaching out. Um, uh, there, there's so many people doing great work right now. Yeah. That uh, yeah, we're not taking submissions really right now, but we're we're, we're, we're submissions. We're, that's we're, the word. I was yeah, yeah. To say. We're we're finding you. Like basically, there's some Nick Fury action where we just show up with like an eye patch and we ask you to join the team. And that's, do they all that's get, the kind of thing. Do they all get red jackets? Do they all get red jackets like mine? Yeah. Oh, we could start making that happen. I think that's yeah. yeah. That's like Todd's yeah. Ravagers. Yeah. Yeah. Does does a <laughs> bunch of pirate D D content writing fools. <laughs> Obviously. Robbing from people and then uh, writing about D D at night. I will kind of throw this out to the community though, however. Fortune favors the bold. <laughs> yeah. And if you have fantastic ideas. I'm pretty sure that in today's age, you can probably find a way to get that to us. Uh, and I am sure, in as a much le- as legal way, yeah, in a legal way. <laughs> um, so I am sure that as much as I love this stuff, I would give it a gander. So if you have phenomenal ideas, I'm not saying we're doing submissions, but I am saying that we are always looking for uh, those strong voices in the community that are doing really, really cool things, and we want to showcase that. Yeah. That's awesome. wonderful. We're watching. Gosh, you guys, I feel like you have so much going on that uh, uh, it's it's uh, it's kind of crazy. Our little D and D Beyond is just oh, growing. Oh, did you mention the television show we're making? Oh, making a television show <laughs> no. and a movie. Yeah. It's a Netflix. And, yeah. and uh, yeah. when is the uh, you know the rockets to send D and D books to Mars going to start? Oh, that'd be fantastic. I mean, didn't he have that in the Tesla when it went up? Self <laughs> self dungeon mastering cars. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's a great <laughs> that's a great photo op for the. For the DMG, yeah, just sitting there on Mars. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. I would do that for like if you guys ever decide to revisit Dark Sun, oh. land a copy of Dark Sun's campaign. It's like the best on, the on Mars stunt marketing thing yeah. you could do. Yes. Yeah, that's right. It that's might it. cost a little bit. It'll yeah, be so right. cheap back Whatever. then. Yeah, but, well, we, but Elon Musk plays D and D, so I mean, it could happen. Okay, well, okay. Spelljammer, you send into space into low orbit. He's so. one of the secret people you have writing articles for you, right? That you uh, haven't obviously. been able to he's sign the contract. Of, yeah, yeah. we were, we're, yeah. We're, one of Todd's friends. Yeah, we, we used to, over legal terms we, right now. Yeah, we, I oh, used to pick Elon. on him all the time. <laughs> oh Musk! Oh Musky! <laughs> Musky, no, as I used to call him. <laughs> oh Musky, you can't play D. Before I realized how weird. Oh Musky, Elon, you're not cool enough. Musky, you'll never make it in life. Yeah, <laughs> I know you're watching right now, Elon, and I'm sorry. This just, this time, it's just don't mean to joke. do it. <laughs> yeah, that would. Uh, he he's obviously he's subscribed, right? So, right? No, I've yeah. seen him. He pops up all the time. He's always in the chat. He's heckling right now. Uh, all right, <laughs> like I heckler. I, mean, I heckle Mike on the <laughs> happy happy fun hour, <laughs> as you should, right? He's like, I'm trying to get work done. No. Oh, Mike on happy fun hour, so, so good. Ab- absolutely love it. Great stuff. Everyone watch that. 
incredible stream, great idea. And it's it's become this huge thing in our office now. Every time he talks about D&D Beyond, he says, <laughs> handy dandy D&D Beyond. Yeah, that's about uh, to and become so it's, our, almo- our, it's our, almost <laughs> become like a drinking game yeah. or something, you know. So every time he says, I'm going to go to my handy dandy D&D Beyond page. And oh, so my God. like we're thinking really seriously about just kind of changing the <laughs> the, the logo yeah you know to yeah. i said handy for a dandy. Full 1950s commercial yeah totally it kind of sounds drop like by and find you a night handy like dandy like dandy beyond spokesperson or yeah something. it's it's almost like he yeah is or something you know i mean i i don't know if i would have gone with handy dandy but it's we'll work with natural, it it's gotta have that rhythm yeah, yeah, yeah you don't handy dandy beyond yeah it needs to be handy dandy handy dandy yeah 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 yeah. Or ye old D&D Beyond. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue as well. No, yeah. ye old D. Do you pronounce oldie? Because I've heard of people who like, are talking about the ye old Do you pronounce choppy? I don't, but people do. The ye old choppy? Yeah. It's like one of the best things about D&D Beyond is having Matt and Marisha tell you the names of the monsters because that's... To tell you you're wrong. How wrong? About who again? So oh, you're, again. I, I'm glad we've ended the sigil argument. Yes. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> a good one. Yeah. I, I, was, I said sigil for years. Oh. Years before yeah, I realized I mean, how, how wrong. How, how would you know, though, you know? So that's, that's what, there was D&D a video beyond. game. <laughs> well, that, that is true. That's they could have pronounced it wrong, yeah, though, too. Yeah, they could have not known. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I mean, that's what I mean. I, I think whenever I try to press uh, uh, one of the lore people on, like, how to pronounce something, they're always like, eh. Whatever check, you want. Check I mean, handy dandy D and D Beyond. Well, exactly. They will. They, that's the 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 canon. What it is, but well, you know, it, it's all at your table. More, yeah, Morden Kanan's another one. Like a lot of people thought Morden Kanan was Morden Kynan. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, which is a very subtle difference to me. It's not like GIF and Jeff, where you're like, no, that's two it's, different things. I mean, it's Ultimately, like, it's your table. It's kind of like in so, Star Wars, though. You know, like Lando is like. Uh, there, there are people that call him Han. And then it's like, I got to go save Han. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's saying Han yeah. and not Han, Ooh, right? That's so a good sometimes thing to watch they in the say movies, Leia. See if he calls and, him Han. And he almost, it's like he basically calls her like Leah one time, you know? So, like, people just say things a little differently. It's <laughs> cool to you know? say things, man. <laughs> just relax about it. That's what, like, this podcast is all about. Just, just saying, just saying, just saying crap. things differently. That's your new that name for the podcast. Yeah. Dragon Talk. Just, just saying, saying things differently. We're just saying. Just, just saying. saying. Yeah. Oh, they, I like the condescending nature <laughs> of that. Saying. Well, just saying. Just saying. It's like a 70s sitcom. <laughs> just right. tearing Greg people apart. You're, you're welcome for that. <laughs> we lift people up. That's right. We, we lift, lift, we lift people up. Lift us up where we belong. No. No. Dang no, 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 it. Went too far. Not a theater guy. I was a theater guy. That's why, no. Were you a theater guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. No. Yeah. I'm the dark side of theater. Us, too. The dark side. The backstage crew? Is that yeah. 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 The surly ones. That's what I was. Yeah. yeah. So and that's why That's Aaron, how Greg Aaron, met his wife. Yeah, and she was no, You're not, not so nice. You're not good at memorizing lines. I didn't say it that way. I just was like, no, do it again. Wow. Just, oh, because when you get the lines wrong, it's very hard. It's it's disrespectful to the other actors because they're waiting for their, you know, uh, 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 prompt to say what they need to wow. say. This is his wife yeah. he's talking about? I know, right. Yeah. And then she actually married me. I don't even know why. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, I stopped giving her line readings after a while. Theater is rough. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, you need to keep, it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> you need your comrades. It's not for the faint of heart at all. That's theater. 
Uh, all right, so uh, obviously people can download uh, the beta on uh, both app stores right now. I just um, did. Google and iOS. I'm still waiting for the Windows Phone version, but that'll come sometime. Yeah, <laughs> not, not, not working on uh, that. The Switch version is also as coming out pretty soon. Get a Twitter obviously. app on it. Yeah. Too, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so where where can people find out about you guys personally and any more uh, kind of calls to action you want to throw out you there? You can uh, find me on Twitter. I prefer that because Facebook, I get lost when I get on there. So Twitter at Bad Eye Adam, feel free to drop any questions to me. I will gladly answer just about anything. So, so you're so like all me. over the forums. You're at answering questions on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Now Where you're going to take unsolicited <laughs> submissions. Reproductive well, advice. When the mommy and daddy love each <laughs> other very much. They dream about each other like they, beholders. They give yeah. each other line readings and <laughs> yes, <laughs> babies have it. The daddy That's not actually how it typically works. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Uh, what about you, That's Mr. Upsetting. I'm just too horrified by what just happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just my name. Just it's uh, Todd Kenrick at, uh, on Twitter. And I have a Facebook fan page, which looks archaic because that's from back in my NBC video game days. But I'm going to work on it. How's your MySpace doing? And uh, yeah, <laughs> my MySpace. Can I yeah. find you on Friendster? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Friendster. Another, yeah, solid. Uh, yeah, so you can find me there, Tumblr. I, 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 will, I will talk to you back. If you send me a message... I will do my best to uh, talk to you, and I'd love to hear what other content you would like me and the rest of the crew to start working on, if you feel there's any gaps, um, things that you really, really really want us to ask, like Mike Merles and Jeremy Crawford and everybody else. Uh, I'll see what I can do, and I'll see if I can squeeze a few questions in there. That's a good idea. As long as they're not, you know, terrible. Yeah, because <laughs> you haven't done like a uh, like a like a listener question. I or sneak one in question. once in a while. Actually. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. If someone, yeah, he's sneaky about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sneaky. I'm very sneaky. <laughs> it's like you're, you you steal yeah, questions from everything. Where you're like, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, I just well, we're not steal, but like absorb questions. Yeah, from yeah, 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 yeah. I don't steal. Yeah, I steal. I take credit for everyone's work. How <laughs> how often are you <laughs> for exposure? Them? How often? Yeah. Uh, now we're just doing it monthly. Oh. We're stockpiling them because that's a little bit healthier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then coming in every day. Those Xanthar you know. days where I was publishing a video every day. Those are a lot of subclasses. That's a lot of subclasses, <laughs> man. <laughs> I would see those things on my Facebook feed, just like yeah. a still of like Jeremy. Yeah. Every, <laughs> and it was like, look, Jeremy Crawford talks about, like, it was like every. Every day. Every there's day. Because everywhere. Like, like, no wonder no one's reading my Bachelor re- recaps. They're all They're watching all these videos. Watching Jeremy Crawford. Yeah, so we, that, that brings us back to, like, kind of the content <laughs> schedule. Right now we have, uh, we, we've got James Hake. Uh, he's doing Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays with content. Uh, it'll be, able, like, orig- an original article by him on Mond- Mondays and Wednesdays. How do people have time to do this? And... <laughs> <laughs> and then Friday, he's going to do a really solid, uh, interesting recap of the previous night's episode of Critical Role. Oh. Oh, and he's good. the best person for that because he wrote the book on it. Oh, yeah. Not but The I'm Bachelor. Yeah. Not The Bachelor. Damn. No, he's no. not recapping No, because that's not on Thursdays. No, no. He's I don't know what he's doing that part of your job, too. That doesn't sound geeky hey, enough. Hey, if you want a Bachelor recap, like... I okay. Am. Yeah. We'll keep you in mind. Well, Unsolicited. Well, we probably have a wiki. We probably have another Gamepedia site for that. <laughs> right? But you but, guys uh, own that too, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All of the things. Uh, and then, yeah, every every single week we will have Sly Flourish article and also James Intercaso article. I mean, not every week. Not every week. They, they will but we all have a series. run. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not permanently yeah. forever, but we have like <laughs> a series that will be coming from those two guys. Sweet. Um, and then every Tuesdays and Thursdays in the afternoon, I'll be publishing one of my videos. So, yeah. Awesome. Cool. Good schedule. So I love much. that. Yeah. Um, got a lot going on. We will we'll be uh, uh, talking about it here on uh, D&D News and all the stuff we do going forward. 
I like. He always talks about you guys. Yeah, a lot of behind cool our back. To- Tome of Foes content too coming right. Oh so yes, lots of as Tome we of get foes. closer and closer to that. Are so you gonna dress to like Mordekainen when you do those? You guys seem to really want me to shave my head and dress like Mordekainen. I shave really it. do. Shave it. Just, just I used to shave my head all the time. Call. I always I had a bald head for like years. Jeez. And you're a mohawk. Halfway done. You're halfway do you have there. any D&D characters with a mohawk? I mean, uh, no. We, we, we can don't. make your you can make punk version of Morden Cannon. Punk, punk version? Yeah. I like yeah. that. The adolescent, surly Morden Cannon. Yeah. Shelly, how can people follow you if they want to? Well, I'm on Twitter at Shelly Moo. If you want to talk about The Bachelor, I'll answer all your questions. But otherwise. Why do you watch that show? <laughs> How about that question? Yeah, yeah. Why do you subject yourself to this? What do it's you see? Awesome. Oh, okay. Oh. It's entertainment. Mm. Which Bachelorette would you want to not ever see in the future? I, I don't want to see any of them in the future. <laughs> I actually don't even like this season. See, I, I think can't. the finale's tonight, and I don't even know. What? I know. Think. I don't Has know. it finally happened? Are you like Maybe. turning over a new leaf? No, I just don't like this bachelor. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Still next, like the, the show. Next bachelor. Still like the franchise. Just don't like this bachelor. Understood. Understood. All right. Well, and what about uh, anything having to do with uh, Avalon Hill? Avalon Hill too on Twitter. Nice. Number two. Number two. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm at Greg Tito on the Twitters yep. as well uh, as at Greg T- uh, underscore Tito at uh, Instagram. Uh, lots of fun stuff happening there. But if you want to find out about Dungeons and Dragons, you obviously go to D and D Beyond. There's lots of awesome stuff there. Uh, but there's also DungeonsandDragons.com, uh, Wizards underscore D N D on Twitter. Uh, and on Instagram, I believe, and uh, download uh, Dragon Plus if you're in the downloading mood after getting the beta for D&D Beyond. There's lots of awesome content coming there on a bi-monthly basis, including free adventures. Uh, Two of them are are out there now. I think I said in the intro, so I won't rehash that, but it's good stuff. Uh, coming at you on uh, uh, you know every two months, so check that out as well, and that's available on DragonMag.com too. A lot of content everywhere. All right, I think that's everything. Rocks fall. Everyone's dead.